0: Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and atom. It's that time.
1: What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
1: With Walker and Roush.
0: We are too wild.
2: Hello everybody, happy Wednesday to you, September 8th, 2021, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday, middle of the week, we finally made it, just kidding, it's only the second day, but hey, that's the beauty of a short week, and we've got a lot to talk about on today's show, some huge, huge news that you probably know what we're going to get to And uh, it's going to be a fun, fun, fun Wednesday, Roush. How are you? I'm doing well.
1: Doing well. A little, uh, you know, just not as much pep in my step. I don't get to just bathe in cardinal tears all day like I did yesterday. Why not? Did you do that? Did you do that, TJ, yesterday? Just pop on the Mad Little Fans and watch them go?
2: Well, I did listen to other radio around town. Not as much as I would have liked, but still got to hear some of it. Credit to uh, – credit, uh, well, I, I do this, but I don't even – on the one hand, I want to give them credit. On the one hand, you don't. They were fair with criticism yesterday. It's just like it's just funny you all needed to see it first. The Adding the Juco's, the people leaving. The, now the spin is like, well, well, we should have figured the offense was going to struggle. Satterfield had to end up calling plays, and it, he lost his OC so late in the game. Of course, that's going to make an impact. It's like, yeah, we knew. We told you. Yeah. We told you, but more so it was, you didn't have a wide receiver that had caught a touchdown in a U of L Jersey in their career. And you were convinced the passing game was going to be better because
1: you were hopeful.
2: Yeah. But I'm over the U of L game from, from the weekend or I guess Monday, if you will, uh, I thought you were going to reference the fact that the UK soccer cats, the UK 11, Went into Lynn Stadium, not the family version. Just the radio version. And good thing it wasn't the family version because what they did was not safe for Woo. work. 3-1 uh, beatdown yeah. of L,
1: Take that card. So,
2: again, the University of Kentucky dominating, Just dominating performance over the University of Louisville. That's what I thought you were going to mention when you mentioned Louisville tears. It's been a steady stream of Cardinal tears for a little while. Man,
1: so much fun. I've just I, I'm really enjoying their sadness. Uh, it's something I I can't get enough of, especially that that first day after, uh, and you get the the visceral reactions. Like, we're just boring play calling. Well, we're just going to drop eight every time. Like, well, come on, be creative. Try to win.
2: Oh, love it. Another great thing too is the the pivot back to. I don't want the sleaziest person in athletics, but we don't need. Choir boys anymore.
1: Oh, uh Mike Rutherford already made a Bobby three point oh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh.
2: I think Makes Mingus had idea. a specific tweet of saying as much. And then of course, like I think some People Kentucky fans. Seriously. Well, no, I think no, I think he was being sincerely sincere. Bobby three point Dave Ragones the name that they want. That's yeah, the one that they're which not gonna is, back off of.
1: So to, I don't want to say throw cold water. Like, there is a reason why NFL guys do the college game. Because they can be, you can be an offensive coordinator and not call plays at the NFL. I don't know if Arthur Smith is going to call plays or not. Or if it's going to be Ragone. Um, but if Ragone's already calling plays, like, dude, why would he Why would he give that up? Per- yeah. So that's the thing. Arthur Smith is going to call play. So I would get why you would leave that to go be a play-calling head coach in college for a few years. But I would, like, your biggest problem is recruiting, and Dave Ragone has never recruited a human being to a college or university. He would have to have a bang-up recruiting staff.
2: Yeah, at least you would feel better about them recruiting Louisville better you'd probably get that back to being more normal, which would be at least a yeah. start for L.
1: There's also a funny aspect of, like, you know, he was Mitch Trubisky's quarterback coach. Like, the Chicago Bears quarterback coach is kind of like being a Louisville offensive line coach. You know, like, yeah. that, what is that really doing for you?
2: Yeah, he, but he, he, I, I get why L fans are intrigued by him. Supposedly NFL people speak very highly of him. I thought the same thing about I was like, well, you may want to take the scrub the Bears part off the resume because yeah. they are notoriously known for bad quarterback play and bad offense during the entire time that you were there. But NFL circles like him, I get why you of all fans would be intrigued I mean, by him. Anything's everything better you, than Satterfield. Everything you brought up is a fair point in terms of his lack of experience. I think Louisville fans are probably just saying I, I, we – Satterfield's a complete and total dork, and he still was flirting with leaving for another job. Like we need somebody that kind of wants to be here, wants to be in Louisville, understands, understands the program. You know that sort of garbage talk that you get from time to time, and I, I do get it. Uh, the thing is, Satterfield ain't going anywhere, and I'll be curious how curious it will be very curious to see how many of these U of L fan media keeps keeps this sentiment because I feel like if they beat Central Florida. They're gonna. People are gonna be right back on board, it's whether fa- well, whether fair or not. And I think Louisville could beat Central Florida at home. I think they could also lose with ease to Central Florida at home. Yeah. I'm just curious how many folks, if things like get a little shimmer of hope, how many folks are gonna forget all the things they said after the Ole Miss game, right? Which I don't. uh which it seems like everybody's on board with the new coach is basically where my understanding of where the Uval fans are at. But yeah. Um, Man. Glad was... that we're not dealing with that after game one. I know. Like it's... people were doing countdown tweets before that Ole Miss game. Imagine doing countdown tweets and then boom, you, you blink halftime 26 nothing. Imagine previewing that game, spending like an hour, two hours writing a preview for that game, and then boom, you blink at halftime. It's over. Everything you wrote meaningless because. You didn't score a point. You're down 26 to nothing. <sighs> Wouldn't be fun. No. Nope. So I'm glad we're not in their shoes because that would be tough radio to have to. Like yesterday would have been easy and probably would have been good for an interaction standpoint. You don't want to ever talk about losses like that, blah, blah, blah. But it's easy to have two hours. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. So. For the cool ones, I do feel bad for, because that's not fun. That's not fun to have a whole summer thinking, wishing, hoping, praying. Then you get out there, and it's new coach, oh, no. new direction. Need it now. And what are we going to talk about these next eleven games? So I'm glad we're not in that shoe, in those shoes. The the way that radiate, well, the way that you get people upset, Roush, is like when you tell them. Basically, a difference of opinion and expectations and how things should feel and how things are. When you have games like Kentucky had on Saturday, everybody's on the same page. Mm -hmm. Excited, fun. You don't have to like split opinions of expectations, how to interpret certain things. Everybody's on the same page when you're winning. And that makes for a really more enjoyable radio show and, I'm sure, as a blogger or journalist or writer it's more ideal to have situations like that as well so i'm happy that we're getting to experience Mm -hmm. it and maybe get to experience it more so i was gonna switch gears here yeah
1: just briefly the amount of national folks talking about will levis after this weekend it's a lot what more than like I'm, i'm doing my kind of post uh weekend consumption and there's a lot of will levis talk is he a redhead no, his his mustache is kind of red. He's blonde. Okay, uh, I,
0: I'm colorblind, so I couldn't tell. I, he took his helmet off. I was like, he's a redhead. What? No,
1: no, straight blonde. But it does have folks asking, the like Sean Clifford yep. played poorly in that Wisconsin game. They could have won by more if he didn't suck. And there's some like, oh man, did they pick the wrong one? Is this Jake Fromm and Justin Fields again? Now, like ideally, you'd have somebody as good as either one of them, yes, you know. And if you're Kentucky, you would take either, yeah. but but that could be a uh something to put a pin in. Did Kentucky get the better Penn State quarterback? Let's hope so.
2: I was wondering Penn State reaction to just seeing him aired out because they did not use him as a thrower, yeah, which, like, for somebody that's like, and granted, yeah, you know, he had a he. Had eight incompletions, threw a pick, which wasn't really totally his fault, but at, you, dude can throw it 70 yards. You need Just, to let him throw it that way. If, if nothing a couple else,
1: times. fake the run, you know, and what, what him, a- Pull the pin and let one
2: rip. I don't nice know. Nice thing about some of those deep balls, even if you get it one on one, it 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 is true that like it's like a punt if it gets picked off that deep if you throw it that yeah, long. Just an arm punt. Yeah. It, Went back and rewatched the first half of the game. I, I know we're gonna talk more about it as as things go on. There are things to improve on. Like it, it, there was a sloppy half of football mm-hmm. in terms of penalties and then the turnovers and smoke. I know we mentioned it yesterday. Smoke just made gosh. Yeah, that he kid, didn't have a good it's game. Just, you just, you, he feels like you he's so close because that play fumbled. He was awesome oh, moves to like get an extra six yards on the play and then got caught with the ball in the wrong hand and just instantly had Ooh. it poked out. And then uh, another had a chance at a big gain on a pass. Oh, just man, that, the that, ball. that could,
1: be a, could have been a touchdown drive because yeah. he had just nothing but green grass in yeah. front of him. So. He, he struggled, Liam Cohen
2: said yesterday, you know, we left a lot of hidden yards on the field, especially in the run game. I feel bad that just had to be smoked. The guy that's probably had the – like on offense, while it's been so many good vibes across the the offense, he's been the one that's kind of, oh, can't make the club in the tub. That's yeah, the quote we've had right, with him. So right. it's like the one person that hasn't had rainbows and, and, and butterflies and sunshines around him goes out there and makes – two of the bigger mistakes that UK had, of course, in a laugher so it doesn't come back to bite you. But it's like you got this player that is very, very skilled. It's how can you clean up everything else around him to, to make sure you can play him on the field and, and get the most out of him. But uh, I, I wanted to briefly switch gears. We've got all show to talk about football. Keep the text coming in, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the text line into the show. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio Cats have the number one player in high school basketball, Nick Roush. Man. I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore, that you're now an on three guy. What's oh. he ranked in on three? Oh, number one. He's number one in on the, three. The
1: only people that don't have him number one are 24-7. He's like ninth, which I don't know how you can he, have thought- one, 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 nine. Because I, I was scanning the rankings, and they're the only they're the only ones that don't. ESPN rivals ain't on three.
2: Yeah. It, the, the funny thing about 24-7 is when they'll – when it's – like if so, if it's a UK guy – and twenty four seven has them in this exact situation. They they were tweeting out the composite ranking, which, which kind of takes fourth. in all of them, which is fourth on their composite, which is also ridiculous. because the only reason it's fourth is because of their ranking. Yeah, yeah, they've got they've nine. got them they've got them six, or
1: nationally. six Yeah. Okay,
2: which is ridiculous. It is, and that won't stay that way for him. Uh, number one on a lot of other places. The way I'm looking at it, anticipating it, it's the number one player. Shaden Sharp commits to Kentucky. no drama in this one. No last minute changes mm-hmm. of heart. This is this is one when you were on when I was on the recruiting biz, Roush. These are the ones you dreamed of. You could write all your stories beforehand, be ready to rock and roll. Everybody's in a good mood because he's mm-hmm. gonna pick Kentucky. And that's exactly how it all goes down. Yesterday, picking the cats, I think, over a list of like Arizona, Kansas, G League. Uh, whoever else, it doesn't matter. Shaden Sharp going to Kentucky. And sometimes with these top-ranked players, Roush, your top-five guys, I'll watch their highlight tapes, their high school highlight tapes, and I'll say, dude's a freak. Obviously just stands out that you can tell he's on a different level than the the people he's going against. And sometimes it can be so ridiculous if the player's that good that it's like, I can't even really – It's hard to judge. Yeah, it's hard to tell what you're actually going to be at the college level. It's like watching Keontae Goodwin throw people around. Exactly like that. It's just hard to be able to anticipate exactly what you're going to be. And at least in somebody like Goodwin's case, depending on where he's going to go to college, even if he is a little behind, he's going to have enough time to catch up in that size you can't teach. And a guy like Sharp's case, once he gets to college, you need him to be exactly what you think you're, he's going to be because you've, you're using him day one mm-hmm. as an impact player, potential top draft pick. The issue with Sharp's highlight tapes that I realized was it wasn't his high school that I saw that, and I was like, oh, it's hard to even gauge. That was Nike UIBL. <laughs> that was not. He was going against the other best players in college or in high school basketball. The futures of the future of college basketball. And it, it, there were there were not all of them because some you recognize some of the other guys and you say oh that guy may be a cat or that game that guy may be a cat but just some of the so, uh, some of the minutia of it you're just like goodness gracious he is unstoppable the, he is way too good to be playing against these schm- oh these aren't schmucks these are really really good players he's awesome he's as excited as I've been about a recruit personally in. Well, I shouldn't say I, 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 I want a class. I'll get super pumped up, right, but, he, right. but he's the one in, in this class that I, I I really, really like. I mean, there's a couple and they all may end up being going to Kentucky, but he is, he's, he should be in the same mold as any other of the top recruits you've ever thought of with John Calipari in UK, Anthony Davis, John Wall, Carl Anthony towns that it it's fair to put him on that level because what you've seen to this point, he should be thought of in that. In that conversation. And does that mean he's going to go out there and lead UK to a national title, grow out of unibrow, and then grow another eight inches? No, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, man,
1: it'd be pretty cool if it did, would be weird if it did. Yeah, you would think, like, oh, is there something in the water at UK? Like, actually, is there, like, a toxic plant leaking unibrow juice into our player's water?
2: Is he going to go to Midnight Madness, do a sensational dance, and then just be, like, the darling of college basketball? No, I don't know if that's even the case. I'm just saying, at this point, his skill level... Uh, you know davis was a big guy he's going to be more of a combo guard here for kentucky shayden sharp will be i'm just saying where they're at compared to their competition and their grade and their class dream big on this one Uh, he he could definitely be the number one player picked in the draft it'd be shocking he could probably go if the draft he could go to next year's draft to be a lottery pick without ever playing uh playing basketball again probably so that's a big deal. I'm pumped up about it. You should be too. And it seems like, in the famous words of Mark Stoops, Calipari's just getting started, bro.
1: I think to try to put your feelings into a more physical turn. Like, when I watch his highlights, it's not that others are in slow motion, but it kind of is. He just looks light on his feet. Yeah. Like he moves so effortlessly, so swiftly and he's got that extra bounce. Like I When you draw up a go- when you build your 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 swing man, your 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 two guard in a lab, this is what you this is what you get.
2: He kind of has like a frame similar to James Young. I think James Young may have been an inch taller or whatnot. But this is like if James Young could competently play point guard, and I don't envision Sharp well, playing point guard for Kentucky. But having the ball in his hands, he'll do a lot of. But he can he can tuck it and get to the rim, which is James could not do that. Well, for the James
1: life of him. also was like a uh, like his movement. He kind of trudged along, you know. Yeah. He, he kind of drug his very feet asserti- a little. Yeah, didn't look
2: very assertive. Yeah. It didn't, didn't really look like he had the killer attitude. But he had a perfect, what you'd think of like a college two body type. But he just could, he was kind of 1D, one dimensional, where yeah. Shaden Sharp can do it all and is a good defender well, on and, top of it. And that's what like, I don't like immediately
1: jumping on the whoever they're going to show in their video. Uh,
2: who was? Booker, right? It was Booker. Yeah.
1: And like but you you get it, especially when you see the lift on Booker's shot whenever he comes off the pick and roll. Like I, you see that in Sharp's game. That kind of sure. lift, that that move that bounce. Even
2: uh, Booker I think that like Sharp should be stronger to the rim than Booker was as a no, college yeah. player oh, obviously definitely as that's a college changed a little bit right. with Booker in the NBA, but even then he's Which, not like a he's not like a, a running back with it. We got to talk about that video too.
1: Like, there, there's something about recruiting announcements that I, like, I as easy as it is and as stressless as it is to just fire out a Tipton Edits Photoshop, I miss the st- stupid hijinks, you know? I miss the, we're watching on some guy's Periscope and, oh wait, his phone's about to die. He's got to go find a charger. Like, I miss that. I miss the... Uh, Nerland's announcing, you know, like, I, I like the big theatrics around you it. You like
2: the pomp and circumstance. Oh, I do.
1: As much, I hate it and I love it and I love to hate it. Like, it's it's all great. So we didn't get that. But instead, we did get a new video. And I'm glad Kentucky decided to do this. They're re-energizing their recruiting efforts. They needed something new. And this was John Calipari on a treadmill in front of a green screen. And it looks like he's walking down the hall and you've got... All of the you've got the player flashing in the background the that they're neon comparing accomplishments to popping up. Oh, and then the wink at the end. Like, I mean, Terry, how many times are we going to be posting pictures of that wink? The the gif of him just it's chip, chip. it's like uh, whatever that movie WandaVision, division whenever uh, the one lady was winking and we you see that gif everywhere. That's going to be Cal. I'm just going to I'm going to beat that thing in the ground because I can't get enough of it. It's so great. I love it so much. Just
2: Yeah, I guess I yeah. didn't really think that that probably is a treadmill, just with the green screen in the background. I was wondering how they Maybe did it was that. just a really long green screen and a slow
1: pan. Walk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you figure they would have to green up the treadmill, probably,
2: too. My, my only issue was it was a little long. Like, it needs to be 30 seconds instead of the, the I think, 50 seconds. Yeah.
0: Boo hoo. So many accomplishments it can't fit in 30 seconds. You what can- a bummer. Oh, what that, a bummer. Well,
2: well if, Justin, if, Cal, if Cal's right. going on half speed, maybe crank that bad boy up to a 1 on the treadmill. He's like, going 0.5, I think he But you, here you, it is you, though. It, you, it, you put it, it up to it, a 1. It's
1: going to make you like wait till the end just to see the wink. I'm not going to fast forward through it like I do some of those commitment videos. Commitment videos too. Nothing like a good ceremony either. I, unless you're uh gosh, who's the Wagner kid? It wasn't Jarius Brent's. Uh, Taj Boyd? Yes. Unless you're Taj Boyd, recruiting videos is just not the same as a good old I think old people are,
2: have have maybe gotten over it a little bit, maybe. Been like, I don't need a goofy video to announce my commitment anymore. Well, I don't know.
0: Everything's cyclical, so just wait a couple years. They'll they'll be back. Speaking of commitments, so Sharps a uh, 2022? yes Yes. okay
1: so it would be for the 2022
0: 2023 so for next year yes yeah
1: and uh as you alluded to terry like this is it's a great thing is we aren't just sitting here waiting in may for is kentucky gonna get the number one guy they were in a good spot at one point but i don't know which has kind of been the like it's not like kentucky hasn't been in on guys the the top guys in the class but we, you play the waiting game around long enough and momentum changes. Kentucky locked this up in September. And now you're in an open recruiting period where you can go see some of these guys. You can recruit in person. You can have them on campus. And, like, Nick Smith Jr., who is a guy that we would get pretty excited for, mm-hmm. just he's like, uh, writing's on the wall. I'm not going to probably not fit in this class. Probably not good enough because Kentucky is loading up. Antigua, Chin Coleman, Jay Lucas, they ain't messing around.
2: Nope. They uh, they have their sights set on a pretty ridiculous class, and this is piece number two. Sky Clark, obviously, uh, still committed, still part of this class. The funny thing is, similar to Nick Smith, it's like, Sky Clark, when you got him, you are pumped up about it. People always talked about the reclassification. He made it pretty clear. People just didn't really want to believe him. But Sky Clark, that's just a nice player to have. Sweet. Come at your own time, especially now coming off an injury. Uh, but you're you're pumped about having him. Now you add Sharp to the to the fold. That's unbelievable. You you always want him. You're looking in a good spot for Derek Lively, who he's a really fun piece at the center position in terms of the things he can do, shot blocking. That's a when you think of kind of typical Cal Biggs, he he comes to mind. Uh, but that's not it. And, by the way, they kind of let Keontae George, another top ten guy, kind of walk because mm-hmm. they were looking so good in some other situations. Chris Livingston, he's your true three. Uh, it seems like Kentucky leads for him. Rivals has him at number eight. And then Cason Wallace, another shooting guard, another guard that Kentucky supposedly leads for. Rivals has him at number ten. Roush, it could be three more top ten players joining the fold. Doesn't mean it's going to be for sure, but you'd feel probably almost like a lock for two of them. Man, the big one. But you're, you're though, talking is, about maybe
0: three.
1: If you get Derek Lovley, oh man,
0: guys, does that ever get old? No, but just that feeling of just constantly in the mix for the best players.
2: No, it's- and that's why any Kentucky fan that that's crazy. gets frustrated with Calipari
0: just get the. Not
2: that that Kentucky couldn't get another coach and do similar things, but I just I
0: I don't want to roll the dice and find out. For me, it's more so about the coach than the school. No, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good mixture of both, I think, but it's more so for Cal. Yeah, for the top
2: of the top guys, it's been more the coach than the school for about ten years.
0: Yeah,
2: where people don't care. I will say though that people don't really care. I think people
1: do take take it for granted. Just they, well, yeah. you know, you get so Absol-
2: used to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. Think how many schools, if they were landing sharp yesterday, is it's, you know, headline news. Not even
0: and- for a lot of different programs, that's the best day in their program history in terms of recruiting. Yeah. But for Kentucky, it's just another day. Oh. It's it's the wildest thing. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? I was just, I, that's the expe- answer I was expecting you all to say, but I just had to know.
1: Well, uh, and n- now, but like we said, I, you're in good spot with the guards. I think I feel more confident in some of the guards, particularly Case and Wallace. And then if you've got three guards in this class, it all turns to the big. Cason
2: Wallace, watch him play defense. It's really fun.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep Gosh. that in mind. But it's either, you know, you got Boner or Lively. And if you do the one-two, like, that's shades of cousins, right, in Wall, where you get the best big and the best yeah guard in the country on the same team. It's so much fun.
0: Yep. Yep. Full, full disclosure: I hope you all do not get Bona, just because I don't know if I can deal with the jokes for a couple of years. I'd, just be off the I'd charts. Li-
2: I'd like a Bona.
0: <laughs> I would like a
2: Bona. Never. He, you can't waste one. He is a uh, he is a big big dude. You'd love to have that fella banging around on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's a Bona that uh, he's he's the type of he's the type of player you want.
0: See a bona fide starter.
2: Uh, actually, no. I probably would come off the bench, which would be the best part. But <laughs> always nice to have one in your back pocket. Oh, or your side pocket. Let's go to a break. Text on into the show, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. We had Calipari talk yesterday. We had the football coaches talk yesterday. We ain't running out of content on today's Kentucky Roll Call And Big X Sports Radio, one FM, 1450 AM. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
2: Welcome back. Lookin Kentucky Roll call, call here on Big X Stop Sports, on Sports on Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Galen on your Wednesday. Text into the show, 5024141450. What, what a jam.
1: That got me in a great mood. Shout out to, to Trevor for giving us that jam. No, nah, that was me. Oh, even better, Justin. That, that was my decision. I always try to do the falsetto on that. And I almost did there, but I didn't that, want to hurt our listeners. Is tears. that the high high part? Yeah. yeah, we don't need it. We <laughs> don't need it. Oh yeah. Give me on a good day. Let me warm the pipes up a little bit more and I'll I'll hit that high note. <laughs> no need. <laughs> no need. I will hit it, smack it. We need to bring back barbershop quartets. That the uh the drifters, they're white Christmas. They got a great falsetto and a theater kind of guy. So let's come on, bring that trend back. Everything comes back in style eventually. Barbershop quartets. We'll do Next a
0: week. KRC quartet. KRC triple. We,
1: we could have a quartet if we get the big guy. He could be the, every music group's favorite raspy voice person.
0: Well, uh, then we'd be waiting on him half the time and it would turn annoying for us. It would just be a delayed. Yeah. Like, you just hear him repeat what everybody's saying <laughs> like five
1: seconds afterwards, followed by a cough. <clears throat>
2: Somebody on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page shared a picture with us, and you should be joining us there, which, by the way, I think somebody well, like, went through their entire friend list and invited everybody because we've been just ripping and roaring through new members. So I uh, appreciate whoever's helping us out. And that front, thank you for that. Now, that being said, somebody did post on there, which is uh, – this is why you want to – it's just like a fun little surprise throughout the day. They they got ca- Salserita's catering for their office. Yeah. And I can – I bet if we had them – Right now on the line, they'd say they didn't regret it. That it was a happy office room. Man. A lot of... A table just looked
1: glorious. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely glorious. Chips
2: for as far as the eye could see. Piled up so
1: high with the wildly addictive chips, the freshest sauces, the well-marinated meats. The thing that's great about Salserita's catering, too, is, you know, sometimes... You don't always expect it to be hot and fresh, but man, salseritas, it slaps every single time you get it. They've got two locations you can pick up from. You can also order their catering on the app. Get some salseritas bucks, aka more free salseritas. So download the app, get it to you can also call what's that number, Terry, to call for catering?
2: It is five zero two three five six nine four six eight. Don't forget about their nacho table tailgate. For this Saturday, it's going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. And you're going to, uh, again, you can do all the catering on the app, but 502-356-9468 if you have any questions. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. And if you know anybody that's looking for a little part-time work, they would have a good time doing that work or full-time at Salsaritas. It's a really, really happy staff. There's no late nights, which is important, obviously. Uh, you don't want to be working until 11 or midnight or something like that. You're going to get off at a decent hour. They treat their employees really, really good, so check them out. If you're interested, uh, you can call that number as well, 502-356-9468. All right. Fun first segment, kind of touching base on the the news and the happenings from Tuesday. UK gets a big commitment. We're a little ho-hum about it because we knew it was coming, but not that we're not excited about Shaden Sharp being a Wildcat. He's going to be a really, really good player for UK. I know what a lot of UK fans are thinking, all right, well, we'll worry about him this time next year when he's on campus and on the team and all that stuff. It's not so much the UK football commitment, like, well, let me know when he signs. I, I do understand some fans are like, all right, I'm excited about it, but we've got another basketball season on the horizon. More importantly, we've got a football game. In just a few days, the team very pumped up to play Missouri. Last year's game, a big talking point, Nick Roush.
1: Yeah, and what's fun is that we're not going to talk about it. Like, Stoops is very adamant publicly that this is not a payback game. This is not some sort of revenge game. This is new year, new team, new season. But when you talk to the players, yeah, we open the meeting, and the first thing that Coach Stoops does is talk about last year's Missouri game and play old clips. <laughs> so, like, I, I love that he wants to downplay it publicly while also playing it up behind closed doors to get his guys fired up, ready for this game, because I think he is ticked off about that particularly. Like, the, the outside circumstances of that game certainly – Played a significant role in it. You know, when you find out that John Sarman's not going to travel with the team, they're all big boys. They, they kind of know what that means. And took the wind out of their sails, and Missouri pounced. And Stoops is not going to let Missouri get away with that this year. And I, I haven't watched at all, but Eli Drinkwitz in his press conference is trying to not poke the bear whatsoever.
2: They are certainly not.
1: Yeah, it's like a we might have got away with something last year, and oh god, now they got a quarterback now. What the hell? I'm getting a really good feeling about Saturday. I think Stoops is just going to want to just I'm break a little, their souls.
2: I'm a little worried. The only thing I'm slightly worried about is getting being too pumped up, if you will. Coming having out some, a too having hot. some penalties. Somebody do something stupid. Yeah. yeah. It changes the tone in the game. Somebody tries to do too much and ends up making a mistake. Those are the things that I'm worried about. But yeah, they're, I, I'm, I'm not worried about them being motivated or overlooking Missouri or anything like that. We don't have to worry about that. They're pumped up. They're ready for that game. They've been ready for it for a long time. What situation do you like better? Uh, In week one, Kentucky and Missouri, both scheduling teams that they anticipated winning. Obviously, I'm sure Central Michigan, probably a little better than Louisiana Monroe. But uh, would you rather a blowout like Kentucky where you're able to do the things you want, look good doing them for the most part, Obviously, anybody in game one is going to have some things that they can work on, clean up full on. Uh, that'll be the same in the bowl game as well. You're never going to really play an absolute perfect game. But would you rather have Kentucky's situation or Missouri's where Mizzou probably had to show more than they wanted to show because that game hung in the balance, but maybe a good wake-up call for them, a good test late in the fourth quarter. You get that experience under your belt, having to having to close out a game, close out a team. If you're head coach Nick Roush, Forget about the talent on either team or the roster right, right. makeup. What situation are you? do you like better going into your next game? So it's a radio topic, if nothing else.
1: I'm taking the Kentucky situation because... Well, what's the old saying? There's no better time to learn lessons than after a win. You can do that in a 10-point win, but you don't build that confidence like that Kentucky got on Saturday. Especially in the wide receivers room. I mean... For a lot of us, we were all waiting until we saw it. You know that Josh and Wyndale were going to be ready. But to have Isaiah Epps come up and make a big play. And yeah. then to get some of the younger guys in. You know, Jordan Dingle makes a nice catch. Like, that confidence breeds more confidence. And lets your guys believe that, oh, we, we did that. And we know this team is bad, but like, here's all the things we also did wrong. Like, guys, we're just scratching the surface. We're so much better than what we showed, and we just beat a team by 35. I think that that really can improve your play, not just the following week, but in practice right now. Like, you guys are going to practice excited this week, and knowing that they have uh, more of a challenge upcoming, uh, they're they're ready to take it on. When you got a game like the Central Michigan one. And when things go wrong and it translates to the scoreboard directly and you're kind of hanging on for dear life, there's some uh, – I think it can leave a little bit of angst, a little bit of uncertainty, and that, that's not what you want. That's not yeah. what you want.
2: No, you don't. And
1: Before you go on the road, especially.
2: Let me Let me throw in a third option. Your team's wildly overrated. You go on the road in conference play to start the season. You get absolutely smacked. So you throw that on the equation.
0: Would you rather yeah. have that
2: happen, blow out your opponent, or win a close game against your opponent? Justin, any thoughts? Uh,
0: I would rather lose the close game.
2: You're not losing he the close is. game. You're winning, oh, the, winning close. the close You're, game. Yeah, he, sorry. Oh, But the, the other option is blowing out an opponent, too.
1: Yeah, well, but has he ever seen that,
0: though? Yeah, that's true. I don't know what that's like. Okay. So i got to go with the winning by a close margin.
2: I do think that there are benefits from what Missouri did not – but the issue is, I say not playing well because if they 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 don't feel like they played well, but that being said, they won they won the box score handedly. So uh, they are probably feeling like we have a lot to clean up on. We know what we kind of messed up on or where we need to go on this. and at least we got this this close win in the fourth quarter, that's going to benefit us. But if you watch the two games, the teams look different. Their attitudes look different. Their mindsets look different. So, I agree with Roush. I'm taking Kentucky well, at least in terms of how their week ones went. I know
1: that there is some sort of the fame base, too, that you've got this m- notion that, well, Kentucky didn't show much. So, like, how much couldn't you really get out of it? Okay. Th- they did not dig deep into the playbook. But we had our first instance on Saturday where – Scott Woodward, who we actually got to meet for the first time yesterday, he spoke with the media. He just got promoted to wide receivers coach. Liam Cohen was the best man in his wedding. These two guys have been best friends for a long time. He's up in the box, and he sees something. He tells Liam Cohen. It turns into a sixty-five yard touchdown pass to Josh Allen. Like that happened on Saturday. Yes. That's knowing that you can do that. Like that. That play was not in the playbook. Or not in the game plan. They weren't planning on running it. But they saw something they said, hey, if we do this, we're going to score. And they did it. Like, you, that's what you need to know going into week two.
2: Do you see what you think? I, I heard them say that, saw the play again. I think what they did was basically have Wandell kind of turn what I think normally may be more of a post-wrap for him, more into like a flag and brought the safety with him. Yeah. And then it was, I, I think, fill the, the other defensive back thought at least he'd have the safety to help him with Josh, but that safety had already left and went with Wandell. so it was it was curtains. It, it, it was uh, probably the safety's fault, but I bet he didn't think that they were going to be running two basically at him, one cutting more inside, one going a little bit more towards the uh, – to the post. That was sweet. Oh. And to have a quarterback to be able to throw it. Right. right. Well.
1: That that's another thing too, that like you have a guy who you can do so much more just because he has the tools to do it. So much more. I mean that that I mean that might have been in an old playbook, but you certainly weren't you certainly weren't taking advantage of it, you know? Yeah. And and Isaiah Epps talked about it yesterday as well. Like just the you can't give up on a play. Because he can throw it at any time. He's learned that lesson. And that was something we I actually saw in one of the scrimmages from – or it was an open practice, but from Rasan Lewis where he kind of quit running on one play. And if he doesn't, like, that's it's a score. But Levis, he got the protection. He got the time to be able to deliver it, and he's got the arm strength to do it. So uh, that was another thing, too. The quarterbacks did get hit, I think, four times, four sacks. Uh, you know, I was asking about protection yesterday because uh, Missouri, they're gonna bring a lot of blitzes. they they essentially said, like man, uh the play action, that pass pro couldn't have been any better. There was some stuff that guys got loose on, but Cohen was like, I could have thrown some of those balls, you know like <laughs> they they there was plenty of time back there. so they they like where they're at going in this week. and uh, after talking to a couple of offensive linemen there was there is a sense of Man, if we ain't ready for Missouri after what Wol- the hell Wolford's putting us through, then we're never gonna we're ne- never gonna be ready for anything so wolford uh he has this kind of like i'm gonna just put you through hell mentality, and I love it and there there's almost like a menacing look about him when he does it too, even after practice when I was trying to ask him a questions, he was just kind of it was a really kind of gave some like mad scientist vibes about it so oh. yeah i i I'm, Kind of creeped me out a little bit, but in all the right reasons. He's a good kind of crazy, and I like it.
2: That's what I like to hear. Good kind of crazy. I I want to keep talking football. I know texters are already texting in questions. We've got plenty of football. To get to, uh, briefly switch gears here, get Justin's thoughts on
0: this. Mark Few, charge with a DUI. Really? You didn't see this? I didn't see that, no. Well, you know what? I, I was I, – I was just scouring Twitter, and I saw something else that we didn't touch on either. How how can you not bring up that Louisville City has a 16 year old from St. X? I think that's awesome. I did
2: bring that up somewhere. I don't remember where. Yeah, I, did. I don't. They, I don't, they, they, signed, they signed the St. X goalie. Um,
0: yeah, Mark Few. That's crazy. You you think of all college basketball coaches that would not get a DUI? Mark Few would be one of the first ones like, that come like to come to mind.
2: Squeakiest reputation yeah. in, in all of college basketball,
1: and
0: also
2: like we said this when Bo Knight got it How, who
1: gets
0: to you as now like just right call an uber especially if you're a head coach he's making way more than Bo Knight.
2: he blew uh, i think a point one two, which obviously the legal limit's 0.08 which uh, he's a small guy so you don't really like but it doesn't seem like he was uh doesn't seem like he was being reckless or hammered but this but still just dumb Still, yeah, you could you could just call a GA and be like, I'm, you know, I need a ride. It ain't worth it. It's, it's close. It's risky. Of course, anybody who drives after drinking or having a few never anticipates on getting caught or getting pulled over in that regard. But, yeah, you wouldn't have expected it with Mark Few. Gonzaga released a statement, you know, obviously not happy. But uh, I would guess that you wouldn't have to worry about Mark Fugan in any sort of big trouble or major trouble, and it does kind of come back to Boat Night. Roush, a lot of people wondering, like, why why wasn't he instantly let go? Why is this dragging it's on? A, it's and a whatnot? money legal thing, I'm sure. It's a money and legal thing, and also, I wouldn't doubt if, to some extent, UK is like, well, we can't – not every DUI is created equally, and if we just have this, like, statement across the board that if you get one, you're gone – what happens if it's a Mark Few-level employee for right, a university right. that may get one, uh, which would be Gonzaga getting rid of Mark Few while sending an important message on your stance on drinking and driving, probably overall not the best decision for the university for somebody who made a mistake but was so loyal for such a long time to the university. That's I, I do think you can draw some comparisons there. And I do think that that was probably on Kentucky's mind with the boat night situation, somebody that was expendable, but you don't want to do the blanket at, at You know how we, you know, where we stand on this stuff. You're out of here. Cause well, boat nights was pretty egregious. Like yeah, yeah. bottle under his legs. Absolutely. You know, not a, one, not fine, a point one, two
1: back to Lexington too.
2: And then telling the cops, don't, don't worry about me. Call Lexington police. They'll take like, that's getting kind of grossly close to bribery. If you that if is you brotherly. will, so that's uh, that's why some of these things are different, and and that's why I think Kentucky's handled it quietly, kind of close to the vest, is because there and there is the the legal aspect to all of it as well. And, but Mark, uh, but Mark,
1: Few it's it's kind of like the office situation where we paid you to go answer phones. Sorry, lady, you're not going to take your clothes off. You're going to, but we're going to put you to work. It's almost got to be worse punishment. You just get knocked down a few pegs, and now you. You've got to work without with like the shame. It's almost like you're got the,
2: the uh not a scarlet letter on you,
1: but you kinda do. You gotta
2: well, the thing, it. Yeah, and there I mean there should always be some humbling and, and stuff like that, no doubt about it. But I guess the thing that kinda bother me is being like knowing that eh, I I fine, I'll do this kind of grunt work. This isn't what I signed on for, but I deserve it. I messed up. Just knowing that like at the end of the season though, you're getting let go. That would be the hard part. Yeah. It's the... It's not so much like I can't put in the humbling work, and, but it's like, oh, no, what am I going to do after this? And,
1: and it's the Randy Edsel where you don't even... Like, you have no say in the matter. He tried to do the, I'm going to retire at the end of the year, and they were like, Phew, Really? You think you can... We're going to let you just be a stick in the mud this long? No. Like, sorry, buddy. You're out. You're out. See ya. don't Which, let, the way... Don't let the door hit you. Did we mention that yesterday about like Bruce Feldman throwing Liam Cohen in as like a candidate for that job the UConn job yeah
2: uh I don't know if we we may be briefly touched on it, but like idiotic yeah there's FCS jobs better why would Liam Cohen leave the
1: Rams to go be a play caller at UK to get a head coaching job with UConn
2: for what it's worth, I don't anticipate Liam Cohen being in Lexington long. No, no. Um, be cool if he did. And uh, I'd course, love two great years. Yeah, and of course, like let's let him coach a second game. Let's let's see how the offense looks against an SEC team. But I do think his his career trajectory and path is not staying somewhere uh, a long time. I think he's going to try to climb up the ladder the best that he can, and good for him. First kid that they just said. Was that their first yeah, kid? Yeah. First kid, you know, raising a family, doing all that stuff. So I, I don't doubt that we won't see him in, in Lexington all that long. I don't think that's a bad thing either. If he can revamp this offense, allow it to have a solid foundation, be appealing to recruits first and foremost, need to get back to being able to get the skill position players wanting to play in an offense at Kentucky. I'm cool with that. But first off, he is not nearly dumb enough to take that UConn job. And you may make the case, well, you'd be closer to home, and yeah, but he, he'd who be cares? the guy, Who's and the expectations LA, are like. so, so low. The UConn job is the dead end of all dead end jobs, and somebody who has such a promising career is not going to take that. No, they're just not going to take that. You, that's for a coach that's like in their fifties, looking for a few more paychecks. Maybe they haven't really been able to leave a legacy anywhere else. Maybe if I turn UConn back into something that goes to a bowl game. Boom! I can be there. I can be. I can resurrect this program. That's what that job's for. You know who UConn an, an
0: old an old folk. You know who UConn's perfect for? Who? Will Will Muschamp. <laughs> That's who should be at UConn.
2: Really is. I mean, I think oh, of Will God. Muschamp as a UConn football game. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody's really paying attention. And the just funniest like you- thing is just the look on his face, <laughs> uh, aka the look on the UConn fans' faces, wondering why they wasted their Saturday. <laughs> If he got them to care, but that's the problem though. Like
1: UConn is just it's in a position. Great, it's a great name though. It's
2: perfect. Where they're just paid to get beat. John L. Smith to UConn <laughs> didn't work out for him at Kentucky State, unfortunately. But maybe one last stop at Bobby three four Bob Bobby one point UConn. I don't even think Bobby would. I don't. Bobby, I bet wouldn't leave Missouri State for UConn or wherever the hell he's at. Yeah, I think it's Missouri I think State. He, yeah, Missouri State. UConn is. It, it's laughable that a national media member would even put anybody that has aspirations to go far in coaching as a candidate for the UConn job, because that's nobody's taking it. They nearly dropped the program. They wanted to drop the program. Instead, they decided just to go independent, which just seems dumber than dropping the program.
1: Right. They're just getting paid to get beat. Yeah. The teams uh, UConn Purdue this weekend, Purdue traveling to UConn. Oh yeah. Yeah. 33 point spread. And I'm only worried that it's a pretty big number. So like part of me is like, well, Jeff's going to want to cover that, you know, but there's also a, will UConn just be so happy now that Randy Edsel has gone, that they're going to play the best game of the season. This is like the this is the one game that they should play better than any other game. So I that, that that's the one thing that scares me off that number.
2: It's a big number.
1: It is a very big number. Man, really got to get into the board today. Pick some pick some winners.
2: Well, let's go to this break allow you some time to to do that. No, I know I got to get on this this game,
1: Justin's. I got I I I'm downloading the app. I've heard this all week. The app
2: is downloaded. I swear with how annoying he's been, I don't want to join anymore. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) <laughs> Justin, not ev- like sorry, we didn't drop everything and join the second you sent it. Some of us, uh, you should know, can be a little busy.
0: Yeah, not enough time. I, I no, I'm just trying to confirm so I can get the money situation.
2: But out. we said that we were in, so why don't you just chill the frick out? Yeah, because it's I, like you're because see us. because
0: every year I have guys say they're in, and then next thing I know, they're not in. And so after, you know how to deal with it if that happened with us. Well, after I figure out all the money, and then then they're not in. That's kind of annoying. But sorry. I know I have been a but little. But wouldn't over you figure there.
2: out the money once everybody's confirmed in and the league starts? Wouldn't that that's, be the time? That's to... what I do. Yeah. Okay. So leave us alone. Sorry. Gosh. This <laughs> app only has one and a half star rating. Oh, now, oh is... the app's
0: terrible. But the game's fun. We're we're actually fun story. You're
2: really selling Fun, us
0: fun story. We're actually in the process of creating our own app for next season. So, for what it's worth.
2: Why not just do emails? Email. emails and somebody just keeps track of it themselves because the entering but, submitting that dude, that's too much math for yeah
0: because so. the, the app will keep track of the points and all that for you so yeah that that's nice i don't want to do all that it's math. not
2: letting me use my facebook to sign up we're off to a bad start yeah real bad start <laughs> let's off, go to a break and i'll help you figure it out we're off to a bad start <laughs> uh the, the people don't know what we're talking about justin wants us to join some football pick'em league i for, want Charles money for money um, and with how, how antsy and pushy he's been, I'm turned off by the whole ordeal. So I'm going to take this break, consider my options. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. We'll be right back.
0: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family.
1: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
2: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started,
0: bro. Welcome
2: back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll, roll Call roll here on Big up. X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning. Appreciate you spending it with us. 502-414-1450 is the text line. Send your text into the show. We'll read them on air and want to remind everybody about the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off exit 4 in Southern Indiana. It rained outside since we've been on the air. I had to go out and figure out where I'm going for for work after the show and it uh we had some showers. So, Rain last night too. Yeah, it did. I didn't know that until this morning as well, but it had rained since even a new shower, if you will. And that's the thing. When you get in the fall, it rains a little bit more. It's not quite as rainy as the spring season in Kentucky, but hell of a lot more than in the summer. So you may just want to not have to deal with it. You just want to hit the ball, play around the golf and not have to worry. What the weather is gonna do? That's what the Bobby Cook Golf Academy is for. Three different simulators. You can play any course all over the world, and you're gonna learn more about your swing because it tells you where you're coming in on the ball, and uh, your hit, your hit force, your hit speed, all that stuff that matters to golfers. And maybe you just need to get lessons from Bobby Cook himself. That's what he's there for. No, no player too advanced for Bobby Cook. He can even help out the best. Something in your game, you just want another. Professional to look at, somebody that knows golf. Bobby Cook would do that. Or you're a beginner and you just want to pick up the basics. No better person to learn from. That way you are going to know exactly how to start playing golf, how to build and improve on your own game. Go to BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to learn more. It's a really cool place. Bring the friends out there. Bring a work event out there if you want, uh, or go out there for your own private lessons if that's what you need to do. You can book your appointment online at the BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com. All right. Got a lot of text. Maybe we should get to some of those, Roush. But I know there's a few other things that that you'd like to get to on on today's show.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few to get to. I would just say that uh, before we get to the text line, if you haven't seen the picture of Boy McCall on the tractor, per perfect nil deal, Boy McCall on a zero turn tractor. Just
2: I um, did I did see that. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Great marriage. How much is he getting paid for that? I
1: don't know. But uh, Central Equipment's his sponsor. It's a local place. And I love that they're going with the big guys who's going to mow you down. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And uh, today they're announcing a couple of linemen. uh, They've got a wings deal with uh, a national company. So get some free wings. Get some free swag. So love that we're getting the, the big boys fed, if you will.
2: That's what it's all about.
1: Oh, yeah. They're going to eat.
2: Yum, 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 yum. But uh, how about we get to that text line? Yeah, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Texter says, catching up on the podcast, I know will stunk it up on Monday night, but how could you all let the fact that Vince Tyre retweeted of L commitment tweet from a fake recruit made up by UK fans? I think that sums up the state of their program. That's from Connor. Wait, what? Yeah, he, retwe- he retweeted a... Uh, it was a fake recruit. I think it had a funny name, but I forget what the name was. Or maybe it wasn't a funny name. Maybe it was just a normal name. I don't know. But basically just said that they'd committed to U of L and uh and Vince Tyree retweeted it. Was excited about it.
1: Shows you their recruiting efforts. Yeah. I'll take anybody.
2: Yeah. There's just there is a happy medium of like less internet time being online to what Vince does, to like, hey, maybe see what people are saying about you just a little bit to what Mitch does. Has to be a happy medium somewhere in the middle there. Right, right,
1: right. Like, you can – there is such a thing as too much internet. It's like the um, the the new Mets owner is really big on Twitter, and it's kind of fun at first, but then your owner's just tweeting out things that he probably shouldn't be tweeting out.
2: Yeah, like retweeting fake commitments. That that stuff that stuff does happen. I have noticed U of L fans have started bringing up Vince. Their their their
1: discontent is yes, growing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which it's like your your two big hires were football and basketball. hmm. And you got to make are, them right those away. Are, those are the money maker ones. And yeah, you didn't get a lot of time to kind of ease into this job, figure out the the really the the how the the meat is made, how the sauce is just made. You didn't get the time to really get to see that from the inside, but. That's no excuse. You you had to you could not mess up both these hires. And I feel like he probably did make the easy hires. Mac was George was gonna hire Mac if, if Patino was going to leave or something happened with Patino. And then it got to a point where those two were gonna be so stubborn with one another, neither one was gonna be leaving. But George had conversations with Mac. That's not that's not really a secret to anybody. Inside the UL athletic program, Mac was going to be the next coach at U of L, regardless who who the athletic director was. The Satterfield one was a little bit more surprising. Obviously, Brom was candidate number one, and maybe a little budding of the heads between Brom and Tyree that ended up not happening for whatever mm-hmm. reason, one reason or another. It, that did not happen, so he had to go to number two option, number two. And if you go back in time, Roush, and we remember that L coaching search after Bobby 3-2.0, whatever .0 it was, there was not a candidate that jumped off the page after Brom. There wasn't like a, well, you got to go get that guy. I mean, they he's called your, him
1: a sensible salad. He,
2: he, he's your clear number. There wasn't one. So it was kind of like, where is Tyree going to go with that? He, I, I don't know. I don't know how he stumbled upon Satterfield or why he thought that that'd be a great job. He got his butt slapped big time by national media talking about how good of a hire Satterfield was. Satterfield, a nice, likable guy, talks with the media, has, a, has some boys in the media, was running a good, clean, old program down in in, in App State. But that got, that got a lot of praise at the time. In hindsight, it's been horrible. So I almost think you give them more of a pass with the Mac hire, and you you don't really give them any excuse at all with the Satterfield hire if this thing continues to go in the direction that it did. And it also goes to show just another reminder about all those freaking lists and grades and all that. They have no idea. These journalists that do that stuff, they hired, they made that Satterfield grade an A any and everywhere you could find it, and it has not been an A hire. Just it has well, not been a hire. And if you remember back when Stoops got hired, you remember his coaching pool? There was a lot of new coaches in the SEC that year. And Gus Malzon being one of them at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas hired, I think, I think Brett that year, but maybe yeah, not. Yeah, that's right. Um, Stoops was lowest ranked of all those grades. Yeah, And he didn't get a bad – it wasn't like he got like a D minus or anything. I think he was like a B minus, and they said, well, you know, we don't hate it, but we don't love it. Uh, we don't know what to think of that. Just goes to show that those rankings and they're they're just like us folks. Their opinion is is very similar to yours, and you probably get it right more often than they do.
1: What's What's also funny too is just how these searches work, and like the like, cause I heard a story yesterday that I hadn't heard in a long time, and it's how it's how Muschamp, second Muschamp reference today, got the job at South Carolina. Essentially, what happened, Jimmy Sexton, the big agent that is in charge of all these coaches, he had, he told South Carolina, all right, Kirby's ready to make his move from Alabama. He, South Carolina, here's your guy to replace Spurrier, Kirby Smart. Georgia got wind of that and was like, hold up, hold up. We cannot let this happen. Mark, kick rocks. Get out of here, Mark Richt. Yeah. We're bringing Kirby Smart in. And then South Carolina was like, what the hell, Jimmy? And he's like, wait, wait. I know I'm not getting you Kirby Smart, but I got this guy Will Muschamp for you. And that's how the pieces kind of fell into place. There's weird stuff with how all this agent kind of rigmarole works. And I I, I do wonder at times, if Tyrae, a guy who hasn't been in the game long, has the chops for it. I know that it was very popular in our country, Around that time to get like businessman outsider coming in to f- clean things up do things the right way to be like a businessman and like that doesn't always being an outsider being an insider has its advantages cuz you know how the game is played and I don't know if he knew how to play the game when he was hiring satterfield the mac one it was he, that had to be his guy and Braun was it was kind of similar in that like hey here's your other guy yeah, just go get him two
2: no-brainer hires and went one of two on them
1: yeah, and it might be the the, the one no brainer might end up not being a good hire either. Like he might not end up working out. So
2: yeah, and if uh, if you go over two on, I mean, we'd be doing the same. We're getting on Mitch Barnhart for this, that, and the other, anyways. But if Mitch had to make a football and basketball hire within back to back years of one another, and then three, four years down the road, you have one bowl win and one NCAA tournament win. No, you have zero NCAA tournament wins. That's right.
1: With Mac, yeah, yeah, he you has have zero. zero. Yeah.
2: So you have zero. So you've got one postseason win combined between the two of them, and it was a uh, what Music City Bowl when the other team broke their quarterback's jaw, each other yeah. in the face, and all that good stuff. That's that's not acceptable. That wouldn't be acceptable for Mitch Barnhart. Wouldn't be acceptable for any AD at a place I mean, that takes sports seriously. And it wasn't. So I think the Vince criticism, and I like Vince. Again, we joke at him that he does press conferences all the time, but again, I'd rather have that than the alternative. Seems like a nice enough fella, but definitely some maybe in-over-your-head vibes. And maybe, again, he could look back and say, what the hell just happened? I hired two coaches that everybody universally loved, and I guess that's just sports. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But maybe that is just sports. Maybe that is how this stuff works. Because those, those hires were universally loved. Another texter, 5024141450, says, Come on, Nick, Scal was number two behind Ben Simmons. And I want to say Towns was like fifth or sixth. I know you're a football guy, but come on, bro.
1: Scalabissier was the top-ranked recruit by at least one recruiting service. I think it was Rivals.
2: And the thing you also have to remember on some of this stuff is that, like, we can't expect Roush or myself to yeah, remember. Yeah, rivals like,
1: number one player in America. So
2: and so player was ranked one at one time, but the last update ranking they dropped to number two or three. Yeah. Like, we we yes, it's easy. We can kind of forget some of this stuff, but I agree with Roush that Scal was number one
1: because that was that was like a a few years after the fact. We were like, gosh, can you believe he was the top ranked player in America? And some. I don't, and that's because they saw years
2: after the fact
1: this guy who had a lot of potential. He could face up and play well, but it just didn't click right away.
2: I will say when he went to that little made-up Bishop Sycamore basketball school he went to, he did put on muscle. So it's not like he actually took care of what everybody thought was his biggest issue, and that was him just being too skinny. But the issue was he could put on muscle, but it didn't really change the his style of play. Right. So his passive nature didn't matter if he had – if he had the bulk on him, he was still going to kind of get pushed around when he shouldn't get pushed around. Scal just needed Dakari Johnson. I won't be convinced otherwise in any yeah. other situation. You, oh. get, you get Scal and Dakari Johnson on play the same team. Play a game. A Scal yeah. to spread the floor. That – that. Uh, and you get Murray and and Uless. He still
1: probably wouldn't have been the – lived up to the complete expectations of number one play in America, but he would have been solid.
2: Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we would have said that player wasn't number one, but – it, our our perception and how everything sh- shook out would have been much different right. for, for poor old Scal. Yeah. Uh, he, he he follows up that text. I came off a little serious sounding there, so I'll, I'll throw a suck in, Roush, just so you know I'm joking. <laughs> suck it. suck uh, it.
1: But unlike Scal, Sharp is game ready.
2: There's yeah.
1: Not a, yeah. There's not a, we got to wait and see for this guy to develop. No, like he's really good right now.
2: Correct. Man, um, and, and, Scal, these... we, and Scal was really good offensively from day one. We knew that much, but we just wanted to see how he's going to be able to rebound, defend, and uh, hang around in the got paint. Got beat up a little bit in the yeah, SEC. Got beat up. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. But uh, had some nice games. I think he, uh, maybe it's just because he was like, you talk to anybody at UK basketball, he's like one of the nicest kids to ever come through the program. Maybe I'm just like survived
1: the Haiti earthquake and stuff. So maybe, we, we do take it a little bit easier. And, and he's just,
2: and he had like guardians that were just trying to oh, bleep yeah. him over left and right and it, everybody it is, was he doing made their some dam- money in the NBA. Everybody's so doing their damnedest to make sure he wasn't gonna be able to play college basketball. So I don't know. I'm a little partial partial to scal one way or another, but definitely did not live up to the number one billing and uh, goes down as one of the more overrated recruits, but good kid, so I don't like being too tough on him. It's also like... Not a kid anymore. Another thing more that I... more money than I'll
1: probably ever have. Need to think about, too, with Shaden Sharp. He is... I mean, they don't play the exact same way, but, like, Cade Cunningham's kind of impact, what he could have done for Kentucky, like that, and just what he did at Oklahoma State... That's the kind of impact Sharp can have, and if you surround them by some more talent. It's also fun, too, Terry, we think about this recruiting class. I like that they're just like, we're going to go get the best guys, and then we'll figure out who's coming back after the fact. But there's yeah. not any sort of—
0: Isn't that what they always do?
2: Yeah, that I think that's a good point by Justin. I actually sometimes have issues with the way that they do over-recruit you're not saying no to, like, a Shaden Sharp or a Lively. There are certain players that you don't care. Like, oh, you've been a three-year starter for us and we're bringing this guy in and it, ups, it hurts your feelings, then tough break. There are certain players you do not say no to, and I do love the fact UK always will go after those guys. But that's kind of brings me back to, like, then why didn't you do that with Kofi? Like, why do you have this killer attitude with one versus not the other? But that's bringing up a whole yeah, different yeah. can of worms.
1: Well, here's my thing. Like, the the way I see it right now is, I think in a perfect world, you hold off Chris Livingston to make a decision as long as possible to see what you get from Bryce Hopkins. Right? Yes. Isn't that kind of the game you're playing? Yeah. So, uh, I think if, because especially right now, it's just September, you just want to be in a good spot for these guys, and then if you need to back away, you back away. Because you like what you've got and there's potential to come back. Who knows? Bryce, I, I don't think Bryce Hopkins is going to be able to get the minutes to have a year where he's just ready to leave after one.
2: And you don't know, also, again, what Nil has a role. And Cal said yesterday in his Zoom press conference, like, Nil's not oh, going to have his an teeth. impact yeah. on recruiting. Shut up. Do you like, Cal. Why, what, what is with this UK athletics approach to be like, Nil's not rocking our boat? No, well, like, let it go crazy, baby. I'm guessing
1: he doesn't want, like, the. I don't get it. I, I I think some of it is he doesn't want people to be like, oh, man, is Cal pooling a penny over here and getting FedEx to make deals or recruit people? Sure. So I think publicly he wants to say things that are like putting uh, – like, we're recruiting great because we're recruiting great. Or like, oh, no, or we're recruiting great because we're getting guys a million bucks to yeah. play here. So well, I who think ca- I, who ca- who that's, that's what I think about it. But I think he's also just you know get talking the-
2: – he is this. Uh, it's talking direct, out of two sides. Not the mouth. approach I'd take. I'd say NIL is the new frontier of college athletics, and we're going to be on top of it. And here's what you do: if you're worried about that, if you're worried about doo, 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 everybody's think that you're just going to pay for folks. First off, who cares? But secondly, that's fine. Let's well, say let's say people let's say people are going to care about that stuff. Then when they commit, have them say like, no, NIL's not a NIL wasn't a factor at all. Tell them to tell the media that nil wasn't a fa- Have them lie for you. You don't want to be the program to lie because that matters to people. Well, people that have kids are going to want their kids to make more money. That, I mean, that matters. He was specifically asked how
1: it plays a role in recruiting, so I think that's like the one time where Cal's got to put up his nil guard and every other time he can just be like, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm so happy for these guys. But recruiting, we can't do that, so it's not going to be a big deal.
2: That That's my guess. Yeah. I I just I don't know why Kentucky's taking that approach. I understand what you're saying. Uh, NIL should be something that's embraced and promoted. I know you're not allowed to legally be like you come here and we're giving you more money than anybody else. I get that, but you can also still be like, oh, we understand how big of a deal NIL is, and we uh, we we like we like our presentation are we, we like what we like <laughs> right. what we've got set up for folks but I don't know Caliperi's doing something right on the recruiting trail and yeah they, they land the number one player in the country I'm not upset about it I uh just some of the approach with the nil stuff is interesting but we're we're touching a lot of bases we're getting all over the place yep. Texas says hey fellas Brad from Bellbrook here I never heard of Bellbrook if you could bring any former player back for this season who would it be? assuming they were in their college prime and ready to play. I personally would go Steven Johnson to give us, our offense, three incredible pass catchers. I'll see myself out now. It's a good one.
1: Ooh. It's, um,
2: you know, trying to figure out who you'd go with that's – I I think I naturally would just go with the best defensive player I've ever seen at UK and say Josh Allen, and that just makes life so much easier.
0: But can you imagine an offense with Wandale, Josh Ali, and Randall Cobb? Oof.
2: It'd be awesome, yeah.
1: I think ideally you'd want a uh, – not a big receiver, but you'd want an outside because Wandale's rolling in the slot. Yeah,
2: but Cobb and Wandale, they'd make it work one way or another. Sheesh. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, Bowden, pretty great too. But Bowden, great as well. I, I, I'm, going, I'm going Josh Allen, and I'm not looking back on it. You get this offense, but then you get a defense, and you have – uh, bona fide in the Especially conversation. Especially when they're thin for, at
1: that spot this year. Yeah. 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 yeah that, I think that's the correct answer. But I do like the, the Stevie Johnson pick, though. Love that's the Stevie a, Johnson pick. That's a nice off-the-radar kind of pick without just picking the, the best player you have out there. Who know?
2: Who's the best secondary player you'd go with? Mike would, Edwards. You'd go with yeah. Mike Edwards would go a long way on this team as well. If uh, right yeah. now you're healthy at cornerback, but if you're short on that, that Trevard Lindley, although Trevard took maybe a little step back after that big 06 season. but
1: I really liked Derek Beatty in run support too. He wasn't as much of a lockdown guy.
2: Would you think about a Woodyard or a Trevathan in this hypothetical? Yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong with either. I mean, we're all every player we're talking about, you could put them on any team, any Kentucky team ever. But, but
1: biggest holes – Edge is the biggest concern, like, like you can have a committee approach. I, I would say that the three positions with De- or four. If you got you got receiver, cornerback, linebacker, and edge. Yeah, and that we're, we're depths a little. You like what you got, but depth can be a little shaky. Linebackers probably get banged up the most. So if I'm not taking Josh Allen, I would probably say Trevathan. Dude, that Trevathan guy would be my first he linebacker. He ate so many times. Like if you go back and look at his stats from then, it was it was stupid, absolutely stupid. He was everywhere. Which by the way, is he is he on a team? Uh thought he was because we in. were having this conversation though. So he's he, he was, was placed on injured reserve a week yeah. ago. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh Avery Williamson, is he on a team either? That was the one that we were really confused. He was with the Steelers. Was, that we and,
2: figured out that he uh is a free agent, not currently on a team. Oh. I, mis- I thought that was what we settled on. Got a let big me- second yeah, paycheck. He was. Uh, all right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. More texts into the show, 502-414-1450. You're listening to KRC here on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll
0: be right back.
1: Welcome. To Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Rouse.
0: So
2: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big go. X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. Cats take on Missouri this Saturday. Weather looking phenomenal. I wish I'd be showing up to the tailgate roush with one of the Rolexes from Genesis Diamonds. I won't be though, unfortunately. The Hulk, maybe? Mm. Actually the Batman would Has probably to be work. the
1: Batman. The Batman is a uh, Catterday approved. And oh yeah. Man and I you should roll up the Genesis Diamonds first to get the best deals on Rolexes.
2: I I I'm half tempted. I'm half tempted. You know that they already have the best rings, necklaces, pendants, earrings. You name it. You already know you're going to get the best quality and the best price at Genesis Diamonds. How about for their – Fine, fine Swiss timepieces. They've got luxury pre-owned Rolexes. They had a big event. It went over so well that they said we're just going to keep these bad boys in store and and stock, like we mentioned, the Hulks, the Daytonas, the Batmans. They've got so many luxury pre-owned Rolexes, you'll hardly believe it. Go to Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's, just about five minutes off the Waterston, right in the heart of St. Matthews. Check out Genesis Diamonds. Tell them that KRC sent you and it's very hard to find luxury pre-owned Rolexes. Now there is this big old beautiful store in St. Matthew's that has hundreds of them. Check them out before it's too late. That's Genesis Diamonds there on Shelbyville Road. So
1: I want to bring up something that is a little off the radar. It's normally something we hate on because it's one of these just random boxing matches. This one, a little less random. Oscar De La Hoya was supposed to fight... Belfort this week. I don't even know who Belfort is. I've never heard of this guy before. But Oscar De La Hoya was supposed to fight this Belfort guy Saturday, September 11th at the Hard Rock in Florida. And he got COVID, so he had to drop out. Evander Holyfield announced he's going to replace Oscar De La Hoya. So first things first, this is not 2001. This is 2021.
0: Feels like 2001.
1: That in itself is just like... What, what is going on here? Why are these, these dudes really need the checks yeah. that bad? I guess. Well, what really adds a little bit of sauce to this fight is that uh, they announced that President Donald Trump will be live for in person commentary for this fight. And as you all know by just the sounds of me and Terry's back and forth, not the biggest fan of Trump the president. Very glad I don't have to hear him every day. But I have missed Trump the entertainer. Because, like, if there's one guy that knows how to put on a show, it's Donald Trump. I'm not going to lie. I kind of I kind of want to see. What,
2: what broadcast is doing this?
1: I, I I don't know where you find it. I'm guessing it's, like, some Showtime pay-per-view or yeah, something. I wonder
2: if it was what kind of the Barstool guys did. Cause you know they did like the Showtime yeah, boxing yeah. thing. I wonder if it's of a similar mold to that. Yeah, that 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 sounds entertaining. That sounds like uh, I bet it probably wasn't cheap to make that happen, but I bet there'll there'll be a payoff there. Uh, just let him. You know he's just going to bring up a million other things though. He, he he's like Cal- with, he's like yeah. Calipari times a thousand, yeah, where it's like yeah. you you want him to talk about so and so, and then you would like blink and you're like, wait, what? You're talking about McDonald's ice cream machines. We wanted to know about the uppercut that that guy just (laughs) – like, how did we get here? Right, right, He's got the ability to just go on and on and on. I had no idea that that was happening, though. Uh, A boxing match that I would literally not care about in the slightest, now I care about a little tiny, small bit. To, like, where I'll maybe be looking for some bits the next day.
1: The biggest problem with it, though, is, like, they're doing this the first weekend of NFL and second weekend of college football. Kentucky's playing Missouri when this is happening. Like, I'm, you know.
2: Oh, they're doing it on a Saturday night? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of, you got, can't do it on a Tuesday night. But like, but if you did
1: this in August, you yeah. Know, so yeah. much different. Just
2: ways, about a month late. That's, do we get that's any, silly.
0: do we get any Sleepy Joe references? Yes. Oh, of course. Without a doubt. Over, uh, or under four and a half.
1: <laughs> well, right. the thing is, probably under. Yeah. Man, he caught him sleeping like Sleepy Joe over there with yeah, that LFJ. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so, uh, I would prefer, like, I think wrestling is more suited to him. I mean, after all, he is in the WWE Hall of Fame. I know he's buddies with Vince, but AEW's really cranking up their war. They're poaching a lot of WWE's talent. It would be uh, funny. Like, it would be a great jab at McMahon if they could get Trump to show up to an AEW
2: event. This isn't an invitation for people to text in um, about wrestling because it's like your fantasy football team. We do not care. That being said... Or, or do like wrestling fans pick a side between AEW and WWE?
0: Trevor does or has. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, like, to like, the point where they won't watch the other.
0: He doesn't watch WWE. He, and he'll, and he'll, to my he'll, knowledge, he doesn't watch it anymore.
1: He he watches a pay per view here and there. And I have a friend, though, that's starting to do the opposite where he was like all in on WWE. And now he's starting to pay more attention to AEW. He might be making the switch soon. So it's, it's, uh, things are heating back up in the world of wrestling. Hmm. Eating back up.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Uh, But interesting. I hope nobody loses. Like, if one conquers the other one, hope nobody... Uh, There's no w- fatalities. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. Texter says, uh, Hey, Roush, tell your buddy Aaron to suck it. Quit giving hard assignments to his classes. <laughs> you got a buddy oh, that's a teacher? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, No. Yeah, t- no. Put it on him. Math should not be easy.
2: Oh, you're saying more homework for the kids?
1: Oh no, wait. This is a different. Area. Wait, this is an easy class. It's sports business, <laughs> dude. You're, what do you mean? There's no such thing
2: as a hard assignment. Okay, in sports well they don't business. need to be given out assignments in sports business. Let's get in there. It's let's college. You've got to come on. No. You got to okay. do work. All the more reason to stop with the charades, <laughs> teacher. It's a joke class. Come on, make it a joke class. It's a joke
1: class. Whenever he invites me to come speak to him, that's when you get off easy. But you got to do the homework. Also. When are you gonna
2: start teaching a class?
1: I don't have – not time for it. Okay, Nick,
0: some- that's two days in a row you've used my excuse, and I'm not having it anymore.
2: You've got time to keep, teach a cl- to college class, all right? And the qualifications. And the call- – <laughs> yeah, Well, wow. Reminds me of the old koala joke.
1: I did see – did you uh, – Throwboy Tees, they, they came out with a uh, Chiquita banana lady who's holding a football and just says Kentucky on it. It's pretty good. No, but I did see banana crazes. Really,
2: uh, there was a fan that dressed up as banana at the game, which is hilarious. Perfect, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, there's always money in the banana. Saturday's going to be funny.
2: It's going to be a good tailgate. Uh, I can't believe that there's still tickets available. Just, I'll I'll save I'll save that rant if need be for later in the week. Man, but, but that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, so much. Gosh. Texer says L's down, and uh, they sent in the screen. The the screen grab of the final of the U of UK <sighs> soccer score. U of L got it in front early with a goal in the fifth minute, and then it was all nothing but cats. And I think UK even had a man down too. So uh beat Louisville with fewer players. How embarrassing. For I'll UofL.
0: see Louisville City on ESPN two last night. I, was, I
2: did not get a chance to watch it, but I, was I knew pretty they cool. were playing Hartford. Did they get the win?
0: Uh, yeah, 4-2. It was 2-2 at halftime, if good. you can believe it.
2: They needed they – needed, oh, oh, it sounds goals. like an awesome half. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: not like we're watching U.S. men's soccer or anything. <laughs> well,
2: good. I'm glad they got the win. Uh, wish uh, I was I – mean, I was watching the first half of the U.K. game. That was my exclusive TV time from last evening.
1: Hmm. I didn't have any TV time last evening.
2: It's a lot of TV time tonight. Wednesdays are just wild. I
1: gotta catch up. I still haven't watched the last Ted Lasso. I'll just
0: wait two weeks. You got Survivor coming back. Oh
2: god, I can't wait. Yeah, but Survivor will be gone when Big Brother's gone, so it's actually they, they Big sp- Brother. That's that's they three, stack them up. That's three TV nights a week that you're missing out on. So I'm I'm all right with that when that happens. But USA soccer tonight as well. Wait again? Yeah, I didn't. Th-
1: this isn't a qualifier though, right? It is. It's still Another qualifier.
2: One? So they are, they've they changed up the systems because they have more teams in this stage of qualifying than they used to. It used to only be six. Now they've got, uh, what is it, 10 or eight or whatever the hell it is. So it used to be you'd play two games, then take about a month off, play two games, take about a month off. Now they're doing three uh, just because there's more teams. And the United States, I still think, has like 12 games left. But off to a horrible, horrible start. They could desperately use a win tonight, but it's on the road, which is never easy.
0: Pulisic still out?
2: No, he played on Saturday. So, well, that's or, good. Did,
0: uh, did you hear about McKinney?
2: What happened with McKinney?
0: He got sent home. He had a unregistered visitor, I guess, to his room. oh Yeah, so they sent him home.
2: Taking out Honduras tonight. It's not till really late, which is really annoying. So, I don't know. Maybe either catch the highlights. I could maybe try to stay up for it, but it seems highly unlikely. So, Uh, That, that's a much, they got to get three points out of that one. Just have to. If they don't get three points out of that one, I'm starting to get nervous.
0: They're getting one. Zero, zero.
2: That'd be their third straight draw. Be three straight. So, let's hope that that's not the case. All right. uh, Texter says, good morning, guys. I've got good news, bad news, and average news. Wow, okay.
1: Wow, that's a lot.
2: Average news, I've got corona and I'm in quarantine from the school I teach at until September 17th.
0: Love how that's average that, news is these is that, days. I could understand why that's not kind of average news. On the one hand,
2: your health. On the other hand, no school till the 17th. Mm, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. We hope that you're feeling well and we hope that you're moving in the in the right direction in your recovery. The good news is I am back to live listening, baby. Woohoo! Oh, that's great news. Yeah. Lastly, the bad news. Okay. Everybody hold on to your butts. Uh-oh. You won't have to wait as long for this week's riveting summarization of episode three of AMC's dying program, The Walking Dead. You know, really, when you think about it, a zombie is the perfect analogy for this show. (laughs) A slowly deteriorating body of substance that gets slower and slower and less recognizable Then one day you let your guard down and it bites you and boom, you're stuck with it. (laughs) Oh, perfect analogy. So, what was the so what happened in this episode? All you did was make a great analogy about how crappy The Walking Dead is. <laughs> oh, it sucks. That's what happened.
1: Oh, I don't man. doubt
2: that, but don't doubt that for a second. A texter says, If UL goes on a search for a new coach, who do they call first?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it is, you know, we're going would be their first guy. That's the one You don't think they, uh, you don't think, but they're definitely kicking the Braum tires again.
2: But who's first? Well, getting turned down by Braum twice would be pretty funny. But I mean, is is he kind of like their Billy Donovan? To be fair, we got turned down by Billy Donovan twice, but he didn't, you know, play at the University of Kentucky. Right. He didn't grow up. And he didn't win a national
1: championship like right before then, too. It's a little bit different, obviously, the stature of each program, but.
2: If Braum said no twice that'd be pretty funny. Be pretty what funny. you need to do and you need to get this leaking, is that like you get it get it, it may be actually true but we'll we'll get to that point here in a second. You need to like Braum ain't saying no again. Like I I <laughs> don't say, you know, it's coming from like you directly. Let right. me do it and be like I know people that know Braum. He's telling everybody like he's not saying he messed up once, he's not <sighs> messing up again. Then let Tyre go to him. No, I
0: can't do that. <laughs> Get then, and then
2: right. Joe Calamezzo comes out. Oh, gotcha, yeah. And everybody gotcha. just has a good hearty Jones's laugh gotcha, at the University yeah, yeah. of Louisville. Gotcha. Woo. But I do, I, I do, like, you know, things, since he said no to Louisville, things have been pretty stale at Purdue. Yeah. I do wonder if he'd be like, eh, you know, it's It's time it's time and I, I think him and maybe Vince a lot of e- maybe a, l- a lot of ego there but uh
1: Trinity guys they, they're full of
2: ego they really are they really are but
1: uh, it's also different like timing's everything and coaching he's been there five six years now timing is everything and Ooh, really been that long After two years yeah since uh, 27 16 so probably five years I think it's year five time flies Uh When you're having fun.
2: I I think that Braum would be their first call and Ragone would be the backup. Because I I do think
1: Ragone's more of a stretch. You do? Just from a – Rutherford? Like like part of Ragone's – like part of getting him, he has to want it and also know a guy or two to bring with him because I don't – that's my biggest reservation is like, you got to be able to get the guys around here. And part of the pull at Braum is that the guys that are right down your road aren't going to be stealing all of your recruits anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Isaiah Cummings would be at Louisville yeah. if Jeff Braum was their coach. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, look at Weaver probably
2: at Louisville. Yeah. Different and, time, different circles. And,
1: like, exactly. I mean, you know, so I. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why, too, because that's their biggest problem. They don't have players. Yeah. And you can sell people on this system, but you need to have guys who can come and recruit, and I don't know what Ragone's pitch would be. I mean, hell, even Satterfield, like, that's why he brought back Court Dennison, but I guess he's not letting Court Dennison do what Court Dennison wants to do. Who knows? Yeah, it's just a damn disaster over there. Um, But, hey, that's problems for another day. Texter says, good morning, fellers. Roush, just want to say thank you for adding Walker back into your intro on 11 personnel. you the bestest. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. Also, Roush, how come we haven't heard a lot on Jordan Dingle's brother? I believe he started for Georgia Tech. Don't know how much on him, but I'm hoping you can shed some light on him. Thanks, y'all. Have a great Wednesday. Kind of weird to see him and not in the, two, I mean, he wasn't in the two deep. So I don't know if there's injury. I mean, we've heard literally nothing. So could be injury. Could be that maybe he just doesn't have enough juice for that position, I didn't really notice him out there when we were watching practices. Maybe there's an injury. I, I don't know. Uh, but haven't heard anything. Not expecting much from him right now. So, you know, I don't think he got in on Saturday. So, something to think about. Ooh, here's something to think about. Uh, they updated their SP Plus uh, rankings, TJ, now that we actually have some data from a game.
2: If I never heard S&P Plus again, I would not care. i <laughs> And, and and I want to hear what you got to say because I value what you have to well, say. Well, here's this what you like. me like making fun of the S and P.
1: Okay, because it did do well. The nerds did do poorly last week, but Kentucky jumped twenty spots. Louisville dropped thirty-two spots.
2: Yeah, but why was it like that to start?
1: Because they're all projections based on last year, and mm-hmm. Kentucky didn't have an offense last year. So
2: shame on everybody that went crazy on that to start the season with using juice from last season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you shouldn't because go that's on. Probably on. more of my issue
1: now. If you, yeah, like come on, it's it's last season's numbers. So you can only do so much. But once they put in the numbers, the projected score they've got Kentucky winning by a touchdown over Missouri this weekend, five point spread. So. There's something to consider, something to think about. Put in your tickler file for later.
2: Stored in the old tickler file.
1: Oh, they've got Indiana beating Idaho. So, hey, Justin. Come on.
0: Yeah. First win, baby. First of four. Gosh. you, poor, you, you not, really, not, not four. I'm telling no. you, though, guys really that, that, Western s- game, seven, five. that Western That's game. Seven-five. That Western game. That's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be real tough because they're going to score some points now. They've got—if you believe in Western—they've got a really favorable line this weekend.
1: Yeah, I know that one's really, really favorable, plus seven at Army. Yeah, at
2: uh, at Army on nine eleven, pretty cool for Western Kentucky.
1: That is cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a lot of stories and a lot of like—I don't know how much I want to pick my nine eleven content wisely because it's there's only so much you can like it's a, it's a, it's a lot emotional kind of stuff. So I just need to know what the best 9/11 content to watch is. So if you all have good like only the good ones share cuz like I can't I can't do everybody's 9/11 like we do that every year. I want something really good this year, 20th anniversary. And that'll be my that'll be that'll be my moment. There I can't, was... I can't do all of it. It's just too much.
2: Gosh. And also everybody just, you know, be careful what you what you put out there, what you don't put out there. There was a – it would be much better if I knew who the guy was, but he went on, like, a long Twitter thread, you know, 20 different tweets about how 9-11 motivated him to create the world's best photo-sharing app or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, talk, he was talking about how he could feel the heat from the explosion and that put a heat inside it. Like, it was horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, it was really stupid. So really so just clinging just, on to just, something. Just, to, yeah. yeah. Just, be, be careful, Um, you, you know.
1: Just n- not insensitive, right? Like,
2: Certainly maybe like a reminder to some folks that things don't have to be uh, about them. Like, you, not everything needs to find a way to pivot back to, to you in some circumstances because that won't be the last insensitive or somebody – people are going to goof up with this. Yeah.
1: You
2: give people an opportunity on the internet, they're going to goof up. We've seen it time and time again
1: really crazy that there's kids on Kentucky's campus now that weren't alive for that. It's just still blows my mind.
2: John here. Good hump day morning. He says, Hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Sharp. Come on down. You're the next contestant on title town showcase. That's fun from John. Let's go get the ship. Hey, last night I was talking to, to two of my bowling team members who are 20 and 21 years of age about pop culture. I love this. That's such a great way to hey, start. Hey, kids, you want to talk pop culture? <laughs> I asked them, "Do they know the show Happy Days starring Ron Howard from Andy Griffith?" They were like, "Hell no." I also asked if they were familiar with Hacksaw Jim Duggan or Stone Cold Steve Austin. One knew who Stone Cold was, but both did not know Hacksaw. Is this the? Is this crazy? Or do you guys know who all these people are? I believe you do. We'll got to go talk to you later.
1: So, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, like, I didn't know who he was. Like, you have to be, uh, you would have had to have been around and watch 90s wrestling to know that. Now, here's the thing I would say about the happy days and Andy Griffith. Our era, Nick at Night was like Brady Bunch and MASH. So, like, the shows from the 70s were on Nick at Night Mm -hmm. in the 90s. Now, the 90s shows are on Nick at Night. Like, it's Friends, Everybody Loves Raymond. Home improvement like that kind of stuff. So they might know some of it and like that that that's their old shows, quote unquote. Whereas like, you know, Happy Day. Like I might, you know, my nana used to watch Happy Days and stuff all the time, so I knew that. But uh so it's it's you gotta you gotta think of it in that terms, John. And uh that also reminded me I mentioned home improvement, and I saw somebody say that Joel Osteen looks like Martin Short trying to play Tim Allen and it's oh. Very hilarious, yeah. yeah. Very funny. Which, speaking of Martin Short, I really next movie I watch, I want to watch that Hulu movie with him and Steve Martin. Like it's like a there's a murder in their apartment complex. It's supposed to be a comedy. Looks pretty funny.
0: It does look funny? Yeah,
1: I, I I forget what it's. It's like murders in the building or something. So that'll be f- Steve Martin, American Treasure. <laughs> uh, which I. I forget what's happening in the office whenever he's like talking under, it's doing the negotiation tricks with Jim. Yeah. And he's just going to, yeah, here's some of your tactics and this is what we do. And he goes to get up and leave the room and Jim just mutters under his breath, Steve Martin, <laughs> 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 he's just like, what What did you say there?
0: Hmm.
2: Did you keep up with the, uh, did you stay up for the end of the U of L Ole Miss game?
1: Yes, I was doing some blogging late night. I missed
2: all. the whole Abby thing. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It was pretty, good. Pretty cool story. Uh, the dog Abby got a lot of camera time there at the end. I just like the Lane Kiffin quote tweeted and said, "Come to the sip, Abby." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was great because when they showed the graphic, they did put on the Chiron like a Louisville Cardinal
2: head to tell you that like oh, these are from Louisville fans. the the first The first tweet I see. Um, was Mingus saying, Let us keep our dog, coach. <laughs> this is the one thing we have, please.
0: <laughs>
2: the next thing you see is Abby doing the land shark thing. <laughs> oh, god, she's got like a shark on the back, a little oh, floaty, cute little dog. Abby is sorry that she's a cards fan. Texter says, TJ and Nick, the best thing about UK soccer went over U of is the one of their players who scored the goal for UK was a former U of L player who's kicked off the team during the COVID nineteen party. Suck at Vince <laughs> Tyre. Whoa!
0: Wait, wait,
1: wait, no wait, wait! No That's wait. insane. Hold up. Are you serious? Hold on. That oh oh gosh, we've got a. This is a
0: whole new level. Oh, hey, this is
2: just you know going back to like the. uh, to the DUI thing with Mark Few, like why you don't paint a broad, why you why don't, don't generalize policy, why you don't kick people off for having a COVID party? What did Chris Mack do? Uh, didn't he get COVID shortly after that Eric Wood videos? Did you know Eric Woods on U staff by the way? Wait, he's so, paid by U He's on U football staff. Some he's in like a he's director of personnel. Something. or Something they they have him and they have him in some sort of capacity. Uh, which was interesting because you saw him, like, chewing out a player or at least motivating. He was doing something with a player. And uh, it was kind of strange because it was like, why would a TV personality be doing that on the sideline? turned out um, now he's actually getting paid by the university, supposedly. That's that's supposedly the the, the rumors. All right. What, look, what were they saying
1: in that video again? What was he doing? Uh, zero wins with uh, – I forgot I forgot what he was saying with the roar. Never again
2: something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Along those lines. I think alcohol very infused. But yeah, but that's that's why you probably shouldn't have kicked people off because they were having a little get together. Um, trying to see if they have any of the names of the people. The score the goals. Or that were kicked out. That were kicked out. I know the goal scorers. I
1: know Eric Crawford did uh something on it so we'll 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 fact check we'll get into that i i'm not doubting the texture, but man that's uh, gosh
2: that would be so funny well it's something like you probably want to make sure it's actually accurate before you uh before you roll with it
1: cameron wheeler is a grad transfer from louisville kentucky from the city of louisville did not play in 2020 so i think it's him
2: what was the guy's name cameron Cameron
1: wheeler Gosh, that is great find. Oh, yeah, texter. Cameron Wheeler. Which, by the way, so the kid who's playing for St. X, that means he's. Like, I don't he, think
2: he can play for St. X anymore.
0: Okay. is He well, He wouldn't even be in school
2: anymore, right? Cameron. I think
1: he would probably still go to school.
2: Wheeler went to collegiate. He has started 10 games for U of L in 10. Yeah. And.
1: Uh, <laughs> Woo! Scored, God. scored
2: the first goal, too to score the first goal to tie it up for Kentucky one-to-one. So, good for him. Huh. Gosh, that's so funny. Suck it, Tyree. Way to go, Cameron Wheeler. One of my favorite UK soccer players of all time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Woo! Texter says, listen to KRC while getting drug tests for a new plumbing job. I must be doing something wrong because I passed. (laughs) That's from Kentucky Krog. Why are we drug testing our plumbers?
1: Well, you know, they could
2: be I, I, don't I don't know. I hope that's just like a you got to pass at one time. I hope that's not like a they're surely they're not getting randoms. Like the NFL, yeah. Air uh, Crawford reported it. Somebody said yeah. that is Cameron yeah. Wheeler. Hey Roush, have you heard anything on the Missouri side of things? Are they as confident, or as we be, or as we are, are they being realistic?
1: I think th- <laughs> I think
2: they're. Uh... They're not impressed with Kentucky's win over Louisiana Monroe for the most part from uh, the the things that I have seen. That's fine. We're going to view – Missouri should view us similarly. to, to how that, That's just the way it goes in the SEC. It's like Florida and Georgia, the class of the SEC East right now, and then there's this next tier. And then in the West, it's kind of Alabama all by themselves, and then there's a next tier there. Until Kentucky probably wins on a bigger stage – Missouri's going to view us as a winnable game. And Kentucky needs to do everything in Saturday to remind them that uh, they have owned this series last year being an outlier and pound them in the face. Do the old face pounding, you know?
1: Oh, man. He even threw L's down after scoring the goal. No, he did There's didn't. video of it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, God, just. Is this real? And he kicked it off the cross post and it banked in. Just. Oh, put that in my veins. Right
2: there. Man. Mm. UK's first win at U L since 2012. I didn't realize it had been that long. Imagine being a Louisville fan.
1: <laughs> what was the last... Oh, man. What was the last thing they had to cheer
2: for? They had a good volleyball run.
0: A vacated 2013
2: championship. Uh, their good volleyball run... Uh, their rival did go on to win the national championship <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You've all went on that run this year, right? No, it was the
1: year before. What Texas? Yeah. yeah. That before? was the year before because it was a fall tournament. I don't. I don't think it was spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You're probably right then.
2: What they do last year in volleyball? They weren't that good last year, from what I recall. Oh, okay. Well, that settles it. U of L stinks. I guess that's where we can end the show on. Man.
1: Gosh. This is just, what a great week. Let's just keep this rolling. Go (laughs) beat the snot out of Missouri. And Honduras. Oh, man. NFL football tomorrow night. Woo! I'm just so happy. We kind of made it. Texter, you really made my day with that, too. Just really ending the show with good vibes. What a great show. If I do say so myself, let's pat ourselves on the back on our way out, right? We can be confident. We went out there, we put a good product on the field. Check the tape, folks, run it back, subscribe, download KRC podcast on iTunes. Love Leave the, us a review. Love
2: the synergy from Roush. <laughs> oh today. man, I'm gonna we're kicking today's ass, folks. We sure as poop are. All right, everybody have a good day. Thanks for all the texts in the show. You all are the best. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. to talk about whatever happens today, which I'm sure is going to be a lot. Bro KRC, I'm Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb.